Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Raw, Real, and Relevant with Crystal Internet Radio Show, where we keep it raw with real guests on relevant topics to enlighten, encourage, and empower the listener right here on Silver Line Radio. You can catch us every second and fourth Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on silverline-radio.com. Before we get into the show, I do have a couple of announcements, and that is visit you can visit www.bibleovereverything.com to enjoy 50% off all Christian apparel when you use code April Blowout. That's all one word. A-P-R-I-L-B-L-O-W-O-U-T. All one word April Blowout at checkout. Join the Bible Over Everything movement. Also on Sunday, April 21st, 2019 which we know as Easter, I'd like to invite each of you to an Everlasting Life Church for our family and friends Resurrection Sunday. Sunday school is at 8.30 a.m. and service begins at 10 a.m. My pastor, Pastor Otha B. Harris Jr., will reach the hearts of every man, woman, boy, and girl through the word of God. And I don't want you to miss it. The address is 46194 North Interstate 94 Service Drive in Belleville, Michigan, 48111. Park in the rear and enter through the rear door. Please, please be my special guest that day. Now, we can go ahead and move on with the show. I have uh, the pleasure of introducing someone, um, having a very special guest with me, someone that I grew up with. Grew up with, uh, we used to attend Pentecostal Temple Church of God in Christ together under the leadership of then, he wasn't a bishop at that time, but a a pastor, um, Isaac King Jr. Pastor Isaac King Jr., uh, who was in uh, got elevated to Bishop Isaac King Jr., um, the late Bishop Isaac King Jr., who we love so much, um, learned so much under his leadership, and uh, we bless God for the legacy of Bishop Isaac King Jr., but she has become my sister. Yes. She has definitely become my sister. We grew up together and um, over each other's houses and all of that, and so yes. I'm very excited to have her on the show. She is the owner and founder of Razelle's Wedding and Event Planning. She's an author of two books. One is called A Spoken Word, and the other one I will introduce at a later t- in, in a few minutes. And she serves alongside her husband, Pastor Jason Fredenberg, as a Sunday school field rep for the Agape jurisdiction in the Church of God in Christ right here in Michigan. She is a member of Authentic Church, where her husband serves as the pastor. She and, the, and her husband are the parents of three beautiful children. She is a motivator, an encourager, a sought-after speaker and teacher, and most importantly, she is a servant of God. I am excited to introduce to you Tawana Fredenberg. Praise the Lord. I'm yes. excited to have you with me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Very happy to have you with me, my dear friend, my dear sister. Very excited. Uh, and I'm going to go right into this. And um, you heard me mention that, everyone, you heard me mention that Tawana Fredenberg is an author of two books. And I mentioned one, which is Spoken Word. Tonight, we're going to talk about her latest book, Finding Wisdom, and also the Finding Wisdom Tour. So I 
have the book right here. This is my own copy. She didn't have to bring me a copy of this book because I bought it some time back. And let me tell you, I've really enjoyed reading this book. It has, um, it, it has life examples and it's biblical also. It also, it, it, everything that she talks about, you can find right in the word of God. And so we are very excited about this, uh, this book and is something that I feel that everyone can use even in your Bible studies, even in your youth groups, even in walking in a, uh, in your, uh, for, if you're married in your, your married life and for singles, you can, this is just something that I feel like everybody needs. And this is Finding Wisdom by Tawana Fredenberg. And we're just going to kind of dive right into this book and talk to her. First of all, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so happy and excited to be here. It is an honor. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's an honor having you here. Awesome. It's an honor having you here. I'm so grateful that you accepted our invitation yes. to be here on the Raw, Real, and Relevant with Crystal uh, Internet Radio Show. And I'm going to ask you, first of all, what inspired you to write the book, Finding Wisdom? Wow. What inspired me? So many things. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I know that um, I really was looking for... Um, some wisdom in my life, more wisdom. I wanted to grow more, um, not just spiritually, but naturally, uh, money managing skills, um, uh, professionalism for my businesses that I have, um, raising my children, just having that wisdom. And so I began to seek God for just wisdom and pray and ask for more wisdom. God took me to Proverbs. I began to study it more and more. And then um, the book was uh, just birthed out through my seeking God for more wisdom and then I wanted to inspire other people. I really wanted them to um, have a strong aspiration to seek for wisdom and understand that it's a journey, a life-lasting journey, that it just not, it just doesn't start and then ends. As long as you have breath in your body, you should be seeking wisdom. <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are, every day we should be seeking God for godly wisdom so that we can be developed more and more in life. Yeah, that's powerful. And you know, there's something that you said that uh, that I really, really enjoyed hearing you say. That is, you started writing the book as you were seeking God for wisdom. Yes. A lot of times, we become effective in you know reaching other people and impacting other lives if it's something that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and and so I just I really enjoyed hearing you say that because. Uh, there have been things that the Lord has even blessed me mm-hmm. to just kind of reach others, but it's something that I dealt with personally. Yeah. And so that's something that's, that's a, a powerful witnessing tool right there, and I uh, thank God for that. So tell me about wisdom. What is, what is wisdom? Wisdom is really the mind of God being revealed. So if, if, if you don't know God, I would encourage you to seek to find Him, to get to know Him in His ways. Um, as Christians, we are in this world, but not of this world. So the way that he does things is completely different than how the world would do things and how the world operate. The God that we serve, our creator, the way he designed us and designed the world to be is very unique, is very interesting. But um, it's interesting, too, how the world just takes everything and turns it and flips it and, and does the opposite of what God says to do. And so... That is really what wisdom is. Wisdom is knowing God. So the more you know him and his ways, you're obtaining wisdom if you apply it to your life. Because knowing him, then you receive the knowledge. But then you have to decide, okay, now I have this knowledge. I I researched it. I sought 
Christ out. Now, what do I do with it? You have to make that decision to now live by it, apply it to your life, and now you are obtaining wisdom. You're taking that knowledge and applying it to your life. So it's not enough to just know what right. you should do. Yes. You have to actually apply it. That's how you become a wise person. Yes. Is applying what you know. Yes. And that is awesome. That is awesome to hear. <clears throat> so, um, so basically what you're telling me, and I heard just from a bit of your, a brief testimony that you gave as far as how you started writing the book. Yeah. You're telling us how we receive wisdom. Mm-hmm. Can you go back over that again as far as how we uh, receive wisdom? How you receive it. Um, have you ever, uh, huh, let me think. If, if someone uh, is telling you something and you have your mind already made up, you, you, you know, <laughs> and you're... Say you go and you ask your mentor, or your friend, your best friend, because because what do you think about this gentleman? You know, do you think I should date him, and or do you think I should? Now I just told my friend I don't have a lot of money, but do you think I should go on this trip and spend thousands of dollars? It don't even have to be about a boy. And now you already know the answer. You know that you ought not go because it wouldn't be wise to go. And so your friend tell you not to go. But you already know in your head, you want to go, your, your mind is made up. So you're not going to take the knowledge that she's giving you and apply it to your life. To receive wisdom, you have to be open when you go to the individual and ask. When you're seeking, for, when you're seeking to know God, you have to be open to be able to receive him. If your heart is closed, you're not going to be able to receive anything. Mm-hmm. So we have to be open to God. We have to be open to wisdom. Yes. We have to be open to it. So when, even if it's something that we know we don't want to hear, yes, we have to be willing to receive it. Yes. That's a, yeah, that's a lot of times that can be tough for a lot. Yes. <laughs> Definitely something tough, um, tough to deal with. But uh, so uh, is, can wisdom be taught? Yes, wisdom can be taught. Um, King Solomon, his parents, David, and his mom taught him. Wisdom gave him some sound principles, uh, what to do, what not to do. Uh, Parents, they teach their children what's wise, what you ought not do, how to spend your money, how to save your money. That's wisdom. They're giving them the knowledge, but then they have to (laughs) apply it to their life, and it becomes wisdom. And that's how you say, oh, man, that person is really wise with their finances because they actually took what their parents were saying and applied it to their lives. All right, so you're going to one of the questions that I have down here, and that is, so I want to know, so are parents responsible for instilling wisdom principles to their children? Yes, absolutely, parents are responsible. I believe that it is our job to teach them about God. So if, if wisdom is the mind of God, It is our duty to teach them about the Word of God, to teach them about God, what He desires, how how we should live, how we should not live, Um, even with being wise, a a good steward over what God has given you, over your finances, just being a good steward. It is our responsibility to install that into our children first. Mm, Okay. So can what parents instill or withhold now influence children's decision-making skills later? It absolutely can. If, if you're a parent that, um, I've seen this before too, if you're a parent that has credit cards and you just swipe, 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 and everywhere you go, you go into the store and you have to purchase that item, if you don't know how to have self-control, then your children are watching what you do 
And so it turns around, so we tell our children what to do. They hear it, but they're not really hearing it. What they hear is what they see. Mm -hmm. So when you just go swiping, swiping, they are going to start swiping, swiping. They're, they may not um, look at it and say, oh, it's nothing wrong with, you know, they may not see it as a problem to swipe, swipe and spend all their money because that's what they know. That's what they see. But if the parent teaches them, you you don't spend every time you go into the store. I taught my daughter, I gave her $100, $150 for her birthday. She wanted to go to the mall. And so I gave her a little, you know, talk and I said, listen, if you go with your friends, do you have to purchase something if you don't want to? She said, no, mommy. I said, okay, you have $150. Do you go and buy the most expensive items? She said, no, mommy. I said, where do you go first? She said, Clarence. I said, okay. <laughs> because, yes, I said, no. Because you have the 150 does that mean you spend it all? She said, no, mommy. I said, okay. And so in the store, I'm kind of like watching her a little bit. And I remember she went straight to the clearance. And I was like, okay, yes. And then one item, because it was Justice. If you know, Justice is a, is a high-end store. Yeah, very expensive. So I'm like, oh, Lord, she's going to spend it all in Justice. And so one rack she went to, it wasn't Clarence, but I kind of was standing there. And I said, she kind of looked at me, and I said, oh, am I not giving you enough room? And she said, no, you are not. And she said, Mom, trust me. I'm like, okay. And so I trusted her. You know, she went... And she was able to buy one, get one free, gave her sister a gift. She was able to get her some things, a whole lot of stuff. And I think she came home with $60. Oh, wow. Yes. And she saved that $60. She said, I'm going to save it to my next birthday. I said, okay. So I kind of taught them, you save your money and you ask your father if you need something. You ask him for some money. <laughs> you save your money. So, yeah, so just by watching. But those are the things that I do. I have credit cards. And um, I don't swipe, swipe because I know that um, I won't be able to pay it all off mm -hmm. at once. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So I give myself a limit and that is it. And I tell them about that. I said, mommy gives herself a limit and that's it. And I also have this, um, this a rule, you only touch one credit card. So I have seven, but you only touch one. So the one that I use is the emergency credit card. Then I pay it off. You know, if you ever just lost your mind with credit cards, and I did one time in my life, and I will never, ever do it again. And so I learned my lesson. So usually when you make a mistake in life and you have to recover from that, you will never do it again. <laughs> because recovery, you can recover, but recovery can be difficult sometimes. So it's just you, you do it and allow your children to watch you do it, but you make sure you're making the right decision. Okay, so that... That is part of what's in your book. Yeah. Part of what's in your book, and that is uh, part three mm -hmm. in your book, Finding Wisdom, Actions Speak Louder Than Words. And yes. You were talking about, you said something key, and you said they hear by seeing. Mm -hmm. So they hear by seeing. That's just what you just stated mm -hmm. during, this, uh, during this time here. And that is also what you talk about in your book, but you also talk about in a relationship with God. Yes. And so I'm just going to read just a part of it. What I see here um, in, in that particular part, again, that is actions speak louder than words. It says, teach your children how to reverence God by first allowing them to watch you reverence God. Mm. Teach them how to have Bible study in the home. Show them how to develop good study and work habits. And you go 
forward and you talk about showing instead of just telling because now I hear of this there's this famous saying this famous saying that I hear uh, quite often and that is do as I say not as I do yes so what I want to know from you is is that effective is that a way um, where we say, do as I say, not as I do. How effective is the example when teaching wisdom principles to others? Because I know you speak a lot about your children, mm-hmm. but even just talking about wisdom and showing wisdom and, and a lifestyle to other individuals, mm-hmm. because you are in the ministry. Yeah. Um, so how effective is it, is the example when teaching wisdom principles to others? Uh, one thing about uh, leadership is I noticed that I've seen lots of leaders that really believe um, they don't have to do anything anymore. They, they've arrived, and that is it. And everyone else does the little other things around them. Um, I have more of a servant's heart, but I also believe because of who I came from, Bishop Isaac King Jr., he was a servant. I believe that is why I'm really like that. And then all the other pastors that I've set up under, too, they had servant's heart. So, um when I look at this, Jesus and John, he talks about, he, he begins to wash the disciples' feet. Now, here it is. It's Jesus. He's the master. He's the creator of them all, you know, of us all. And so Jesus begins to wash the disciples' feet. He takes off his clothes, puts on a towel, and he begins to wash. And Peter's like, no, 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 you know. But he's like, hey, you know, basically I need to do this. And if not, you won't have part of me. Peter's like, oh, wash everything because he gets this understanding. Just wash off me, you know. But Jesus was demonstrating what we ought to be like. He was doing a demonstration before he left to show the disciples, this is how I want you to be. This is how humble you should be. You ought to serve other people. Yeah, you're in leadership, but leadership serves. We're not greater than our master. So if Jesus Christ can serve, get down, take his clothes off, get down, use a towel, and wash their feet and dry them off, then what are we doing? You know, we should be able to show our leadership how to serve. Our leadership and our ministry would do what we do. So if we're saying, oh, we've arrived, then at some point the leadership under us will get that mindset too. The higher they go in ministry, they're going to start thinking they're better than other people. Oh, I arrived. No, you haven't arrived until you made it to heaven. <laughs> None of us have arrived. So, therefore, we ought to be serving each other, looking out after each other, making sure each other are okay. It, it shows even people that are not in the church, the spirits and our hearts. They're servant hearts. We need a servant heart. So I, I didn't say just, you know, not honor your leaders. Honor them. But um, leadership, as pastors, bishops, that is why we have these titles. <laughs> we have the titles to serve. So we shouldn't go higher and then just stop. We should serve harder and serve more. And uh, nowadays, people, everybody want a paycheck. No one really has the heart to say, I just want to be a minute. I thank God that I can just serve in a ministry in the church, that I can reach a soul, that I can. I had something to do with that soul being saved because I cleaned the toilets and they were able to come and sit on the clean toilet. Or they came and I was able to work the altar call or play the keyboard. I thank God for gifts. You know, gifts are awesome and amazing. But I don't remember anybody paying Jesus for the gift. 
And I don't remember anyone paying him. You know, he got the glory from his father when he went to the cross. But I don't remember anybody. You know, Judas betrayed him. And when he found out that he was the Christ, he wouldn't get that money back. <laughs> so I don't remember Jesus getting any money. So I think a lot of people, and I hope someone's hearing me today, churches need some help. So if you're in ministry and you play the keyboard or you play a guitar, anything, sing, do it from your heart. Don't do it for a paycheck. Now, there are some ministries that hire people because they travel and they want the praise team and musician to go with them. That's different. That's their job and they're doing it from the heart. But um, if you have a, a full-time job, <laughs> go to choir rehearsal and give the pastor and the church back their money. <laughs> Because God has a, a work for the churches to do, and you're a part of the church. <laughs> that is, you said something powerful, absolutely. Um, definitely that leaders are supposed to have a servant's heart. That's mm -hmm. the purpose of the leader. You're supposed to have a servant's heart. You never mm -hmm. stop serving. You never stop. Never stop serving. But, and I think that's something that perhaps maybe people have gotten confused a bit because they've got it a bit twisted up because of the example that has set, that has been set before. Somewhere along the line, somebody got into their head. They've been shown an example of, okay, this is what you do. This is how this is how you get the money. This is how you do this. this. And so, and they've seen the example of maybe somebody feeling like they've arrived and, okay, I no longer have to do this anymore. So that is something that they're striving toward. But in your book, Finding Wisdom, you're showing something totally different. Yeah. And you know, that's something um, that you're demonstrating totally different and doing it Jesus' way. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, we thank God for that. Another part I want to uh, mention in this book, in the introduction of the book, going back, you speak of five questions the reader should ask his or herself before making any decision. Yes. So now... Two of those questions are, is it right? Yes. And is it good? Yes. So now, I want to ask you this. What is the difference between right and good? That's a good question. What is the difference between right and good? Um, I'll give an example. I used to do foster care, adoptions and foster care. So when I got this job, I was new on this job, but I was a little older than all the other workers, <clears throat> so I had some experience. And I noticed that she had the workers signing court reports that did not, um, that we didn't write. And so I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, when she first asked me, I said, okay. I signed it and I said, Lord, this just doesn't seem right to me because um, I think I was a little nervous. I didn't have the boldness because I just got the job. So, you know, you just get a job. You're like, oh God, my supervisor is asking me to do this. So I kind of was like, okay, I signed it. But then I went overnight, I went home, and I prayed. I did not feel right. I said, I'm not doing that because with a court report, if your name is on it, and they have to subpoena that family, foster family, and that child to court, they're going to subpoena the name that is on the court report. And I didn't know anything about that case. So I, I went into my supervisor's office, and I spoke with her. Now... Was it right that I was bringing forth the correction? Yes, it was right, but it would not have been good if I did it in front of all the employees. Mm. So, because you gotta honor your supervisors in leadership. So I waited and I spoke with her privately in her office and I said, 
I'm sorry, I just don't feel comfortable, this is not right. And I explained to her why it wasn't right. I said, if anyone was subpoenaed, they're going to call me and I don't know anything about this case. And it's saying to the judge, I wrote this report and I didn't. Mm. It's not true. And so by me doing that, the other workers were like, that's true. And they kind of, you know, follow suit. And I said, please don't ask me or any of the other workers to sign again because that will put them in trouble because they were younger. And so I was advocating for them, but I, I still was respectful and I was careful in the environment that I did that in. Now, if we had a staff meeting, I would be like, hmm, it is right for me to correct her, but it wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been good for me or my position. I wouldn't have had a job anymore. So that's, you can kind of look at those two questions like that. Is it right? Yeah, it's right. Okay, but is it good? It's not good. So that means stop. Then stop what you're doing. Because you can do something right in the wrong way. Yes. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Okay, so now let me ask you this before we wrap up. Let me ask you, let's talk about the Finding Wisdom Tour. I have yes. a flyer here uh, about the Finding Wisdom Tour. 2019, um, I was able to go to uh, one of the events, I believe just last month. One of the events, it was a powerful event. She had a, a few speakers, a few presenters on uh, wisdom. One spoke about purpose. Another spoke about um, an organization that she had. Another spoke, another was, it was like a little comedic relief a little bit yeah. going on there. And then um, even Tawana Fredenberg, she came up and she she spoke a little bit on her book and, and finding wisdom. And it was awesome. And it was thought-provoking. It was effective. And... What I would like to know, so the, the next event is May 5th at 10 a.m. at Accelerate Church. And the, it is 6075 Jackson Road, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48103. Pastor Lesser and Tamara Guest are the hosts. And um, what I want to know is just a little bit, if you can tell me briefly, because we're running out of time. If you can tell me a little bit about the tour and what started this for you. Well, what started the tour was God blessed me. Um, well, he put in me to seek more wisdom. And then I started looking around and said, more people should be on this journey with me. Let me invite other people to get on this journey to finding wisdom and where we're going to stay on this journey and not get off of it. And so that's where the tour was birthed out for me to go around and talk about God's wisdom um, and how finding wisdom is having the mind of God, you know, seeking God more knowing who he is and just being able to share the gospel with, of Jesus Christ with other people. Mm, powerful. Okay. So now, how do we get in touch with you? If you want to bring that tour to our church, our ministry, whatever that we're having, if you want to bring that tour, that campus, because your last tour, that your last event was on a college campus. Yes. So if we want to bring that, how do we get in touch with you? You want to call me at 734-904-0071. And you also can go to my website, Authentic Ministries, A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-C, M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S-I-R.org. And also, if you have a prayer request, you can go in there and leave a prayer request as well. And I'll pick it up and I'll begin to pray for you and touch and agree. And if we want to hear from you as far as a speaker, mm -hmm. um, how do we get in touch with you? You can give me a call at that number, 734-904-0071. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook and contact me. You can message me as well. And I'm sorry, one more question. And a book. Yes. How do we purchase the book? Oh, you can purchase the book through me. If you go to my website, you will see the source. Um, you, you will see you can go to fastpencil.com. You can call me to get a book. You can go to amazon.com and you can go to barnesandnoble.com. 
Perfect. We are so excited that you are here with us today. Thank you so Thank much you. for sharing your wisdom with us today. Pray that this was effective. Yes. Uh, please uh, get back with us second and fourth Thursdays on silverline-radio.com. Keep it locked to Raw, Real, and Relevant with Crystal. Have a good night. Yes.